Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 146 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the rich witch creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back on Blog Talk Radio. That's right, people. I am the rich. Wit. I am the rich wit. I am definitely going to say that at the top of every show here in February. Not only because this is that's this month's theme, the rich witch, uh, but because it still feels a little bit racy and electrifying to me to say that. And I don't even know if it should. So I am going to say it as many times. I'm going to say it at the beginning of every show here in February, but I'm also going to say it as many times as I can remember to in my everyday life as well until it doesn't feel like I'm crossed serious line of taboo, until it feels like a simple statement of fact, just like saying, I have blonde hair, I have blue eyes, I live in sunny California. I like big books and I cannot lie. <laughs> and I am a rich witch. And I suggest that you try it yourself and see how it feels. Just try it on for a second and see, like, just say it out loud. Um, Whether you're with someone or alone, just say it and see what happens. (laughs) See what feelings come up for you. Do you feel like a fool? Do you feel like a liar or a fraud? And if you do, Keep saying it, my friend. Keep saying it and see if the energy of it starts to move and evolve over time. And if you don't resonate with the word witch, please don't let that be your excuse for opting out of this fascinating little exercise. Just, you know, make up your own little I am I am a rich blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Just say I am rich. Invoke the mighty I am. (laughs) I am rich. What does that feel like when you say that? Does it feel true? If it feels true for you, congrats. (laughs) I'm impressed. Um, But unless and until you get very clear on what money means to you, um, you're never really going to get a grip on it. And I think that saying I am rich is about getting a grip on money and and having a sense of ownership of that. So um, what did I post? Where is this? I wrote it on Facebook here. Um, unless and until, oh, what I just said, unless and until you get very clear on what money means to you, you'll never really get a grip on it. And if you want to be wealthy, it's doubly important that you get crystal clarity on that stat. So that is what I posted on Facebook this morning to promote today's show. And 
if you notice I'm talking in a little stifled way, it's because uh, <laughs> most of you probably aren't listening to me live right now because my phone that I call into the show, I use a landline, it died right after I introduced the show. So none of you have the link to today's show until afterward, and I managed to get going um, somehow. <laughs> I don't even know how I pulled it off. But I'm still like, whoa, like trying to catch up with that little adrenaline rush. So most of you are probably going to end up listening to this after the fact because you're probably wondering why I hung up on you after introducing the show. (laughs) So anyway, that statement that I posted on Facebook, it perfectly sums up everything that I want to say today. And perhaps even with more clarity, we'll we'll see how it goes because you never know what's going to happen Um, Once I get rambling, especially when I'm caught off guard like that and I have to, like, re-sign in um, to get the show going on another thread here. So uh, we'll see what happens. But just to make sure that that's sunk in, because it's really the point today. It's really what I want to say. I will read it to you one more time. Unless and until you get very clear on what money means to you, you'll never really get a grip on it. And if you want to be wealthy, it's doubly important that you get crystal clarity on that stat. So you must know what money means to you. You must have your own powerfully charged definition of wealth or you will remain in a kind of saggy, foggy, muddied up state when it comes to your finances. And this is true of those of you born or married into wealth as well. Even a life of privilege such as yours is not, it's not a guarantee that the getting will be good till the end of time. You know, you're never too big to fail and fortunes are lost every day. Go read Barbara Stanley's book, Prince Charming Isn't Coming, if you'd like a prime example of that. (laughs) I did a book nerd post on that maybe two years ago. I don't know. But I keep keep all of the book nerd posts indexed in the left-hand sidebar of my website. You'll see something that says book nerd something. If you click on that, there will be a list of all the book nerd posts that I've ever done. And I'm telling you this because for the women, especially the women listening right now, For anyone working with the queen archetype this year, like I am, that book is a must read. A must. And I insist that you read it. (laughs) I insist. (laughs) I know I don't have the power to insist. But if I I did, I would. Um, It's a really powerful, like, it's like a cold shower in a good way. It's it's a wake-up call. Um, Anyway. I recommend that book, Prince Charming Isn't Coming by Barbara Stanley, but there are so many examples, too, of people. Like MC Hammer comes to mind, like, on the top of his game. He was so wealthy, um, and he had to file for bankruptcy. He went broke. Keep that in mind, you know. Just because your money is taken care of by some force outside you doesn't mean it always will be, and it behooves you to learn about money and to get a handle on that yourself. So you have a sense of financial sovereignty. Sovereignty is about governing your own world. And that's important no matter where your money is coming from, um, that you have a sense of that. And what I did yesterday, which I'm so pleased with myself for doing, and I'm so pleased with you, those of you who participated, is I kicked off February with a survey. Um, 
If you haven't taken it yet, it's easy to find on my social media. I posted it on Twitter, G+, and Facebook. I'm Joanna DeVoe everywhere you go, <laughs> so it's really easy to find. Um, but I, I did that on purpose for two reasons. One, I wanted to co-create the content for this month, um, this theme of the rich witch. I wanted your input so I could give you what you wanted more of. And two, I think it's a really powerful exercise to answer those questions because it does what we're intending for today's show. It, it, gets, it starts the ball rolling on the clarity that you need to become a rich witch. And um, I'll read some of the answers because I thought they were awesome. It's five questions. Four are, let me see if I can find my way around here on the Internet. Four are just um, multiple choice. I didn't give you the option of picking all. There's no, like, choose all option. And then there's no comment section at the bottom of each of them because I wanted to force you <laughs> to choose and to get that sense of clarity that we're talking about here today. And then the final question, it was more loose. It was a comment box. Was your, and so that's what I'm going to read right now. I'll pick a few out. But the question was, if you were given $1 million free and clear today, what would you do with it? Paying off debt was a big one. Lots and lots of people said they would pay off debt. Um, a lot of answers about kids, paying off bills. Let me see. Oh, I like to get my parents out of debt and then take the family on a big holiday. Lots of vacations people wanted to have. I love whoever this is. They numbered, like number one, pay off every single debt. Number two, set up a six-month worth of expenses emergency account. Number three, find a trusted financial advisor. Number four, she, how many did she do? I think she, I'm saying she, I don't know. She did six. <laughs> I love that. That is the type of clarity I am talking about. Get, get a plan, get a strategy. If you're completely um, ignorant about money, you don't know anything, you don't know where to start, start where this person is starting. I think that's awesome that she answered the question that way. Um, someone wrote, I am not ready to handle that amount of money. I thought that was highly impactful. That really, like, whew, that hit me. Um, buy a house in Oregon and develop my blog. Where are some of the funny ones? Someone wrote a huge one that I thought was also very moving. I won't read it to you because it's extremely long, but you probably know who you are. It started off with pay off the small amount of debt I have, and then everyone in her immediate family is deceased. So I'm saying her against you. I think this is a woman. Um, she was talking about, so, you know, she has no one to take care of and no one to take care of her, really. So she was thinking about, I need to do that for myself. And then she also wanted to take care of some friends. This one made me laugh. Buy a house and a puppy and a kitten and have a baby. <laughs> it's very specific. <laughs> So much every I'm there's long pauses because I'm scrolling through and it's so much it's hilarious how many exactly start the same way pay off debt pay off past debts pay off my debt pay off my existing debts that's four in a row right there boom 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 helping people who can't help themselves this one I love too this makes me laugh buy an RV and take off with my kids and dogs sorry husband I wouldn't take you. <laughs> That one's longer than that, too, but that made me laugh. Pay off my children's debt. 
student loans, lots of paying off of debt. So we feel indebted. Um, buy a home for my mother, start a charity, and travel the world. Okay, that's enough of that. There's a lot of good ones. Thank you to all of you who filled that out and um, because you're helping shape the content, like I said, but also that was for you too. I tricked you. <laughs> I tricked you into just taking a little pause and getting clear, like just thinking about what would you do. I mean, I think a million dollars, a lot of us associate that number with wealth, although it doesn't go as far as it used to, but thinking like what would I do if I got a million dollars? It's a good exercise. So money, what's it to you? Your mission this week, should you choose to accept, is to answer that question. What's it to you? Financial wealth specifically, because it's not the same thing for us all. It's not always mean, as the survey so clearly demonstrates, it doesn't always mean a mansion in Beverly Hills with three Rolls Royces parked in the garage in a closet stacked to the ceiling with diamonds. <laughs> in fact, for most of us, it's not like that at all. So what does it mean? you what does wealth look like for you it could just be that you like your lifestyle exactly as it is but you'd like to be able to keep it going without having to stretch yourself so thin every month or without carrying debt um, and you'd like a retirement fund that guarantees you can continue on with your current lifestyle all the way up until the day you cross that great rainbow bridge to the other side Wealth too might mean retiring at 30, or it could mean making the same exact amount of money that you do now at your current job, but doing so on your own terms with a business of your own creation. I saw something on Twitter yesterday that made me laugh, and I'm just paraphrasing, but it was something like entrepreneurs are people who are willing to work 80 hours a week to avoid having to work 40 hours a week. <laughs> That's funny to me because I totally relate to that, and I that doesn't upset me. It it makes me feel proud that I made that choice, actually. <laughs> I know it's not the right choice for everyone, but I totally got that, and that is my idea of wealth. It's one of the it's, – it's part of that picture for me. Um, it might mean for you springing your grandma or grandpa out of that nursing home they're in so that they can spend their final years living in a charming guest house on your property surrounded by loved ones and being looked after by a top quality nurse. My friend Heather is an American, but she lives in Germany. And I know that she's there for love, for the love of her new husband and Germany itself, clearly. Um, I know, just some things she said that she also has her sentimental moments about her family back home and America. Um, but the thing is, it's not just the love keeping her in Germany, although I'm sure that's primarily why she's there, um, but it's also the health care. I've heard her mention that before because she has free health care. Free health care is part of being a German citizen, and that includes many forms of what is often labeled alternative medicine here. So she can go see a psychologist, you know, or she can get, I think she can even get things like aromatherapy or um, a therapeutic massage for free. So that might be your definition of wealth, living in a place that affords you that. Uh, I had health care, free health care. I guess it wasn't free. I was working for it, but it 
um, Warner Brothers. It's the only time in my life when my job paid for my health care, and I didn't even appreciate it, <laughs> really, or use it at the time because I was young and I didn't recognize that that was a form of wealth. Um, but health care is, you know, they say health is the first wealth. <laughs> and I don't even want to get ca- caught up in ideas like that this month. So scratch that. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about an abundance mindset, really, because that could mean any number of things. And I want to be very clear that what we are talking about in February, the month of the rich witch, is money, financial currency, cold, hard cash, money, money, money. I really want to dial into that vibe and explore it in as much detail as I can with every video, newsletter, blog post, and podcast, even if I have to sign in twice <laughs> like I did today. Um, I should also add that I am not a financial expert in the sense that I can teach you how to do your taxes, although I know someone who can, Tara Hendrickson. I do not – I don't feel qualified to tell you where or how to invest in this or that. I will definitely recommend some books that you can check out in that regard as the month goes along because educating yourself that way is not only a good idea when it comes to being a rich witch, it is absolutely critical, necessary. You must educate yourself and then continue to do so throughout the course of your life as the money game, like all things, changes and evolves over time, which I know can seem overwhelming, like, oh, I don't even want to learn at once, much less on a continuing basis. But it is your responsibility to keep up. It really is. And that's a privilege. That's a, that's your right to be responsible, able to respond. Um, otherwise, you're practicing willful ignorance. And willful Ignorance, another way of saying that, is sticking your head in the sand, and it will not save you. And I just found out that (laughs) ostriches don't really stick their head in the sand when they're afraid. That is a myth, (laughs) apparently. But I love that analogy anyway. Let's just pretend that that's a real thing, (laughs) because so many of us grew up on, you know, hearing these big, kind of clumsy birds, actually, with these tiny little heads. When they were frightened, supposedly, they would bury their head in the sand. And um, that's why we say, you know, sticking your head in the sand. That will not save you. You're still a giant, big-ass bird. You just can't see the predator coming after you. And that's what it's like when you deny your right to responsibility, when you deny your right to educate yourself that way. Um, don't be a bird brain. <laughs> Get smart and set yourself free so that you can at last fly. I don't know <laughs> how much further I can go with that analogy, especially because it's a myth. can't believe that's a myth. I can't believe I believed that for so long. <laughs> um, apparently they do that because they're turning their eggs. They bury their eggs down in the ground, and um, they don't bury their heads. They're just digging around and rotating the eggs. Just so you know. (laughs) Anyway, here's the thing about willful ignorance, getting back on track. People lie to themselves about it in order to pull it off. They don't say like, hmm, I'm being willfully ignorant. They don't label themselves that way because ignorant is not the most flattering word. Um, But it actually doesn't hold the same degree of negativity that so many of us associate it with, you know, Ignorance is not 
stupidity. It doesn't mean you're dumb. It's simply about not knowing. It's being uneducated or lacking understanding, which is something that you can change. You have the power to change that. (laughs) I'm laughing at myself. Sorry, I get very, like, evangelical sometimes, and then I hear myself, (laughs) like, a preacher, you have the power to change, but you do. And I bring this up in the context of magic and the law of attraction because so many people in this community disguise their willful ignorance around money as spiritual superiority. You know, they have like a little man's complex around the subject, and so they puff out their chest and they stand up extra tall to make themselves seem more powerful, and then they smugly, you know, spout off things about how like, I don't really care about money or I'm just an artist. I don't I don't care about money. I don't think about money or money is not spiritual. Um, you know, I'm wealthy in other ways. I'm living off the land and blah 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 blah. They say things like that to make themselves feel superior, spiritually superior. Not always, but in many, many cases. This is a case of willful ignorance disguised as spiritual superiority. And statements like that they're not only designed to validate those people's so-called spiritual, you know, superiority, but they're also attempting to shame other people out of freeing themselves financially or to shame them out of enjoying the wealth that they've acquired or even been fortunate enough to have been born into. And I, for one, would love to change that in our community. You can be spiritual and wealthy at the same exact time. The two are not mutually exclusive. And because money is energy, learning how to work with it on both a physical level and on higher, more spiritual dimensions, it's absolutely appropriate. And it's necessary to becoming a sovereign individual, which is what I'm thinking so much about, you know, in 2016, the year of the queen. Financial sovereignty is good. It is a reflection of power within. And morality only comes into play at that point in how you choose to use it. And FYI, morality is not a democracy. We each have our own moral standards. And we know in our hearts and our souls feels right and what doesn't. So we don't need some old, outdated rule book or religious organization, or even our friends and families hanging over our shoulders telling us what we should and shouldn't do with our money. We know. And the beauty of being financially sovereign is you get to operate from that place of power. You get to say, fuck off, (laughs) to the opinions of other people that way. That's why I love the idea of a fuck you fund. If you don't know what a fuck you fund is, it's having a fund of money, a special account or savings set aside that gives you the right, the wiggle room, the ability to say, fuck off. When, you know, an emergency happens, when there's a big purchase you would like to make, you don't have to ask permission from anyone else. You don't have to borrow money. You don't have to go groveling back to your parents. You don't have to take a job that you don't want because you have a fuck you fund. (laughs) And again, that's something you have to define for yourself because the number is going to be different for everybody. But that's a great thing to have in your life. And I'm working on building mine up right now. (laughs) But this is such a thing in, in the witchy community, I think, like trying to shame other people. 
that have money, that have anything, that have things that we want that we can't have so we convince ourselves we don't want them. That's a human thing. That is not a witch thing. <laughs> As demonstrated by the classic insult hurled at the financially privileged, women in particular, the rich bitch. <laughs> so the title of this month's theme is clearly a cheeky play on that as well. But I, what I want to do is take the piss out of nonsense like that. That is nonsense. It makes no sense. Let's not separate ourselves from us and them. Hell, let's find a way to join them. If you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> and you can start, just start today. We're going to do this little at a time, all month long. Start small if you have to, but start by defining what rich looks like for you financial wealth, money. We're talking about money. Start by defining what that looks like for you. And I really hope if you haven't done that already, you take some time, sit down this week with a pen, you know, piece of paper, and really flesh out what financial wealth looks like. Maybe go find that survey and answer those five questions. It'll take a minute of your time. It's really fast. It'll help me define, you know, where I'm going here this month. It will help me create the content, but more importantly, it will help give you a sense of clarity before we move on. <laughs> so do that if you can. Um, the ebook I released last month, I, I very mindfully did that first because the five keys, it's called the spiritually mature witch, if you didn't know, five keys to unlocking your personal power. It took me a second to remember that. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so hip on all these like long titles, but um, if you've got that book or you haven't yet and you want to, those keys will help you in the things that we're going to be talking about in the year ahead. So with money especially, the um, gosh, I can't even get into talking too much about the book because I know I'm running out of time here, but basically the keys are about unlocking every time you feel stuck. And money makes people feel stuck a lot of the time. So you can pull out those keys, use them. There are little visualizations that you can do, little magic tricks that you can do on yourself to keep you going forward, to continue educating yourself about money, to creating your fuck you fund, to building your wealth, to defining even your idea of wealth. And so that is how this all works together. I've gotten better at generating themes and having one thing lead into the next, and you are so much a part of that. So thank you so much for participating and playing along with me. I love it. I love you guys. And I'm so sorry that so many of you are probably writing to me right now going, what happened at the show? I was listening, and then you just disappeared. No, I didn't. I'm here. <laughs> so I will go find those emails, and I will send you all the link to the new episode here. And I'll be back here next week talking at you about the rich witch. Until we meet again, happy Groundhog Day, happy Immel, happy Candlemas, happy Spring Transition. <laughs> Happy spring transition, which is much love. Peace.